Hi, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Janie Charlotte. Matters of the Heart and Soul is a podcast to raise awareness and awaken humanity to all that is within. We want to be a beacon of light on your life journey. Hi, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. This is Janie Charlotte, your host and co-hosting today with Russell Bruce. Hello, everybody out there. So I am kind of excited about today's uh, episode. We are actually talking to singer Miss Serena Grace. Welcome to the show, Serena. Hi, how are you guys doing? Thank you for having me. Uh, we are very delighted to have you today. Um, Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast uh, is inspired by everything of the heart and soul. So a part of that is music. And we know that music can be inspiring. It could be reflective. It could be um, set you in a time as well. Plus it's a universal language. And it's a universal language. So Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So Serena is 28 years old. Her family is from Santiago, Dominican Republic. Um, I first yes. heard her music um, sitting in her mother's hair salon in Marietta, Georgia. <laughs> and uh, your mom was so proud of you. I was like, but that's Adele. <laughs> uh, she's like, no, that's my daughter. I was like, oh, amazing. And then um, when Thank I saw you. you singing at the uh, Brave Stadium, Central Park, <laughs> I was blown away. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, so um, I'm just so happy we're here to chat with you today. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. That was such a long time ago. I remember that Adele video was my first video that I ever posted on YouTube or anything. Yeah. That was in like the end of 2015. I think it was December 2015. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, well, so tell us you. a little bit about your journey um, as far as being a Latina artist in the United States. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so, um, well, my mom is, um, she came to the U.S. before I was born. She's from the Dominican Republic, and my dad, he's from El Salvador, and I was actually born in New York. So I ha I got a lot of culture in New York because uh, in New York is kind of like a melting pot of pretty much every culture in the world. So I grew up with a lot of diversity. And when I was 14, I, I actually I moved to Atlanta and it was a little bit of a culture shock because there wasn't that many Dominican people over here. It was a lot of <laughs> it was a lot of Mexican people and, and we're all Latino and I love I love my Mexican people. But it wasn't that many Dominican people. It was probably my sister and me and and my cousin. We were like the three Dominican girls at the school. So <laughs> just that alone was kind of um, it was different because um, my, we were so proud of being Dominican. Like my mom, yeah. she has her Dominican hair salon and, and in New York, our, our, um, our heritage is celebrated so much. And over here is kind of like, you know, we don't have Dominican Day Parade in Atlanta. We have that in New York. We don't have yeah. that here. So, yeah, it's, it was it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a culture shock, but you know fast forward that was like in 2005 and now it i feel like it 
the the city is a little bit more diverse. So it's kind of cool being, um, you know, like not being as saturated as in New York, because I am one of the few Dominican artists over here in Atlanta. I do kind of get like a little bit, you know, that attention is good because people are like, oh, Dominican, Dominican, there's not that many of us. So it's kind of like a small circus. So a lot of us know each yeah. other. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's kind of it's cool because it's a growing it's a growing market. But it's definitely it's small, but it's definitely big enough to to still make a buzz. So so yeah, so it's been it's definitely been um it's been challenging at times, but it's also been cool to you know to kind of break the Dominican culture in Atlanta a little bit because my mom was also one of the first Dominican salons over here in Atlanta, which you you might know because you've been going over there yeah. for some years. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Thank so, you. So, so what were some of your musical influences growing up? Was it family members or are there particular artists that you were influenced by growing up? Um, definitely I was influenced by by Whitney Houston. I was um my dad, he loved movies. So he, one of the first movies that I remember when I was little was The Bodyguard. And he would, I would just, I don't even remember the movie that much, but I remember the songs from the movie and I would just practice those songs and I would practice Selena songs. Selena was one of my very early inspirations too. And, um, but yeah, Whitney and Selena were kind of like, like my two, my two favorite singers when, while I was growing up. And of course, um, other, other singers like Mariah Carey, as I was growing up, I, I kind of got into her more and yeah. And, and people, you know, even before, before Whitney and Mariah, like Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle, I definitely look up to singers like that also. Good stuff. By the way, Selena, the Selena movie, we were just talking about it. That was one of my favorite movies. <laughs> same, I've probably seen it about Yeah. Um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what's in your playlist right now. <laughs> um, right now, that's funny because um, my, my fiance actually just got off the live with um, Angel McCautry. And she actually has a good song out right now. Um, it's called Never Let Go. And that's uh, it kind of uh, has like a it's like an Afrobeat type type of song. So I'm in I'm into that, you know, that island kind of music because I'm Caribbean. So I, I like yeah. I definitely like island music. And um, I have I like a lot of 90s because growing up in New York, I did grow up in the hip hop era. So Notorious B.I.G., Nas, Lauryn Hill, Fuji's like I love, you know, 90s music. That's that's a big influence for me. Wow, that's a that's a real wide range of influence. So, what genre <laughs> of music would you actually classify your music as? You know, that's, or, that's... Or, fine. I'm sorry, the phone kind of cut up a little bit. I said, or have you not yet defined defined it one way or the other? Well, that's um, I definitely is definitely a blend. It's definitely a fusion of of genres together so i've worked on on a wide range of music from r&b to an all to ballads to all spanish you know uh, all spanish ballad so it's kind of like um the underlying tone 
is basically Latin, but I want it to be, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really want it to be just in one genre, but I do want it to be always to go back to the Latin roots. So if you hear our uh, R&B song, it might have some Latin congas in there or something, some Latin drums, or, you know, I, I'm, I'm working, we're working on, on mixing the, the genres together for sure. So there's wow. going to be something new. Um, what inspires you? right now mostly mm, right now I'm really into I try not to get too political with things because you know I you know things things can just get really passionate and heated when you talk about politics but but activism has definitely always just kind of been instilled in me and um, <clears throat> that's kind of, I don't know, just kind of growing up being a minority, that's kind of like grown, that, that's one of my passions, like speaking up for people, speaking up for my people, for, for people who don't have a platform. So like that's stuff, stuff like that inspires me because I feel like a lot of minorities don't have opportunities. And so when I, when, when I do see a minority that has a platform and that's doing great things with their platform, that, that really gets me going. And I feel like, okay, you know what? Like, that's, that's what art is for, is, is to, you know, it's like, to me, art is kind of like, you know, it has to be, it has to be a, a, something, a meaning behind it, you know? It's like, to me, art is, is activism in ways. Yeah, it's like a message that's deeper than the surface. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you get ask, it. <laughs> let me ask you a question. So with that said, what message <clears throat> would you like to convey to your listening audience? Like at the end of the day, at the end of your career, what message would you like to convey through your music, and through your art? You know, that's that's a beautiful question because, you know, like that's basically like the the foundation of why every artist makes music so that's kind of like a question that we have to ask ourselves constantly like what do we want to say in our music and we want to say a lot of things through our music but I feel like what I mostly want to say is kind of like I want to tell my story to kind of like maybe help somebody else that might feel that like they're in a rut or something and so they can see like you know what Serena Grace made it and she did this so I can do it too you know I can be a fighter I can do this so I guess it's kind of like I'm sorry <laughs> can I get a little emotional no it's okay <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me but yeah you know I just if I make it I, I kind of want that to be like uh, you know hopeful for other people to make it also so do you feel that you best uh, convey your emotions and your message through your music, through conversation, through writing it down? What way um, do you feel best express yourself? Definitely through music, but um, I'm, also, I'm also in school for journalism, so I'm a writer. So mm -hmm. I feel like um, I, have a, I have a passion. My, my first love is, is music, but I have a passion for like, like just like art in general. So things like, like film and, and, um, and movies, I'm sorry, kinda, I kind of got a little like backtrack because I kind of got, got a little emotional in the last question. <laughs> uh, That's fine. We want to keep it real. <laughs> but um, can you just um, go back and repeat the question just one more time? So I was just basically, you know, because some artists say that 
you know, they're not big conversationalists. Like I was listening to Summer Walker in an interview. She okay, was saying, yeah. <clears throat> she really like talking when she's on stage performing. You know, a lot of artists in between songs. Right. You know, kind of let you know where they stand emotionally and yeah. what's okay. going on. Yeah. So, so I was asking if you felt that you best uh convey your but emotions she said, yeah, she said she yeah exactly yeah so so I'm sorry I kind of got a little um lost my train of thought there but but yeah so writing so I feel like you know things like even like like writing screenplays you know you mm-hmm. can you know you can express yourself through things like that i but I feel like for me definitely through through writing and speaking and I feel like and and definitely through through music those are my strongest forms of, of expression for sure how important as an artist to you do you feel that it is to write your own music? I feel like it's very, I feel like it is important to write your own music, but I also feel like it's important to know, you know, to, to see other people's perspectives, because I feel like if it's only us listening to ourselves the whole time, we kind of, we could probably have like maybe a little bias or something we, can, we might have a biased ear but you know if we have somebody outside of ourselves you know like I feel like even every author has an editor or somebody that's kind of like like you know like just just another opinion you know because if not then you're just gonna have one point of view for everything so I I appreciate bo- I appreciate both things I appreciate artists who write their songs but I also appreciate like mo- you know just just multiple people collaborating because you have multiple perspectives in it also not too many people but just you know more than one perspective for sure yeah what are you currently working on now Right now, I'm actually working on my own personal projects. So I am, I'm actually recruiting producers to work on, on my own EP. So I'm collaborating with different writers and different producers, and they're, we're coming up with, with my own original content right now. Ah, that's good stuff. Um, Serena, how has COVID-19 changed things for you right now, personally? How has this affected you personally? Oof, it's definitely affected my um my professional my professional life more than my personal because um I feel like with my personal life is is definitely you know but when when you when you're a working mom you don't you don't have that much time with your family so when you're at home you feel good when you with your, with your family and with your kids and stuff but pers- I mean professionally um I've had two major events that were canceled because of it that could have been great exposure and, you know, one of them was a, a celebrity bolathon that was with Charles Barkley and Shaq. And another one was the opening of a theater in Roswell that was with, that was supposed to be on CNN in Espanol. So that was supposed to be like some good, some yeah. good coverage right there. But things just push everything back. And also even just, I actually um, was booked to go on, um, what's that? There's another show over here in Atlanta, Atlanta and Co., and that got canceled too because of the pandemic. So it's a lot of things that got pushed back, but also it's also teach it's also taught me how to use what you have. And so people are doing a lot of um, at home interviews and things like that. And so that's also it's kind of making things simpler a little bit. So it's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of you know bringing things back to the basics, which I think is pretty cool because it's teaching everybody that there even though we don't have one thing, one we can do things one way, we can still find another way to to do things. 
Absolutely. Um, do you feel like this is an era? Do you feel we're going to be here for a minute with this pandemic? Um, what are your personal views on that? Um, I, you know, I feel like it's, it's going to stick around for a little while. I really, and when I say a little while, I mean, like, it's probably going to be, I would say at least a year. I, I, I feel like it's probably probably going to be safe to travel for me personally, I think, by maybe fall 2021, I think. Like, like when things are, are, are maybe, like, going completely back to normal for me personally. Yeah. But, I mean, because I, I feel like even if things are up and running right now, I don't necessarily feel like it's safe, you know, like, like, you know, things, I feel like, like, if, if you have to travel for work, you know, of course, you have to, th those are things that are necessary. But personal leisure travel, like, I'm just going to go to the Bahamas with my family and things like that, you know, like, that's, that stuff is, is put off, I would say, till at least a year. So, okay. yeah, but of course, but things for travel, I know that, you know, people, we're definitely going to have to, we're going to be forced to travel pretty soon for work. So, that's you know I, I feel like we're gonna have to be adjusting to a new normal at least for I don't know at least for about a year I would say yeah and I feel like people are getting very creative like you said with home interviews yeah. and a, or uh you know zoom meetings and stuff like that so I do feel that we are in a different time the beginning of a different time as well yeah definitely definitely <laughs> Who are some of the artists or producers that you have collaborated with so far? And what artists and producers would you love to work with in the future? Um, so I'm currently collaborating with this, um, it's this Latino band called Making Movies. They actually just got nominated for a Grammy this, uh, um, this past Grammy season. So they're, they're definitely on the rise and I'm working with them and their producer, which is their drummer. And um, I was working with, um, let me see, it's kind of been, a, I'm trying to remember the names because it's been, it's been quite a few. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, oh, there's this, this, other, this other producer. He's actually a really great producer. His name is Wonder. He's a, he's a great producer. He's, um, he actually produced um, a song for T.I. I think it was actually What You Know About That or, or, um, it was actually, you can have whatever you like. It was one of those. Okay. Yeah. And also, um, I've worked with G.H. Poncho. He's also a Lat uh, Mexican. He's a Mexican-American artist. Um, I actually have a song with him called Broken Wings. And that's on, and one one is called Broken Wings, another one is Simple. But they're both on on Apple Music and every music platform right now. So, yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So um, you are a mom. How old is yeah. your son? <laughs> He's 12. Wow. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so you are busy. And I understand you did have, uh, you went through teenage pregnancy as well. I did, um, yes. Can you tell us how that inspired you, um, how that whole process was as far as, you know, continuing on on your path? Yeah. Um, well, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like at whatever age, you know, a woman becomes a mom, I feel like it's kind of the same burden, whether and I would say I, I don't mean to say burden, but I would say it's kind of like the same the same load that you have to take on, whether you're 26, 16 or 36. You know, it, I don't I, I feel like 
like people when they're they, they might be like oh you know how, how did you make it or you were 16 like I feel like if I was 26 I would you know that there's moms who are older than 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 I was when I had my who suffer from postpartum depression, which is something that's very real, you know, that every mom has to deal with. So I feel like every mom, it doesn't matter what age you you become a mom, it's kind of like the same thing. You kind of just have to go into like high gear and just kind of you're like your motherly instincts just take over. So with with me having my child at 16, I feel like I just when people say, oh, how you, you were so strong. But I don't really feel like I was strong because I feel like I just did what I had to do as a mom, which was just take care of my child and, and work, which was which is what every other mom in the world does that I know. So it's kind of like, you know, I feel like I feel like, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I'm strong, but I feel like women as a whole, we are strong. So mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like just, you know, me having a baby so young, I had good role models like my mom. She she's a very strong, independent woman. She's a business owner. And she she also, you know, raised four kids up until she got married, um, like later on in her 30s. But um, but yeah, like I feel like I just I just kind of did what every mom just did, what just does, and and I just took care took care of my child and just went to work, and that's it. <laughs> and I yeah. feel like I feel like you know if everybody just kind of I, I feel like young moms and a lot of moms are actually after they have a baby they kind of find it hard to kind of settle down a little bit, and I feel like you know, if you, I feel like, I don't know, like, like some, some moms, if you just, if you just, if you're, when your motherly instinct kicks in, you kind of know what to do, you know? So Mm -hmm. I feel like those things just kind of took over. Yeah. I agree with you. I think no matter what the age a woman becomes a mom, something kicks in and you just just have to do to take care of your, your child. Exactly. Um, does your son does your son really look up to you? Does he admire what you're what you're doing? Um, is he very artistic? Does he sing or oh, yeah. any of the? Oh, definitely. Yeah. He he actually he was just Aladdin in his um summer camp last this last summer, so he's he's very much into the arts and he he loves creating like even just videos. He does even like during a pandemic, he's create he, he does like little confessional videos and edits them himself. And uh, we don't have a basketball hoop in the house, so he made a basketball hoop <laughs> out of cardboard. And he he's very creative, and he yeah <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like I always um like I, I always know that that he's looking, so I always try to just kind of be a good a good example for him. It's kind of like that commercial. I don't know if you guys seen that commercial of um I, I think it's like a, a university commercial. They said is the parents working late and the kid is watching, and they said someone's always watching. That's how I feel with him. I feel like he he sees when I'm working late. He sees everything that I'm doing. He sees the hard work, just like I saw my mom. So he def- that's definitely instilled in him. Yeah, there's a saying that they, they might not always listen to what you say, but they see what you do. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I want him to see, like, look, God, you're going to school and you're struggling with, with well, he doesn't struggle because he's, de- he's definitely an honor student. But I'm saying, like, I'm going through your same struggles. Like, I have homework, too, and it's frustrating. I don't want to do it, but I got to do it. So, you know, we, we relate on that aspect. So it's kind of cool, you know, being being in school together. You know, I kind of try to look at things from a different perspective all the time. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, 
What would you say are one to two of your biggest fears right now? Um, so two of my biggest fears currently would be just not knowing because I feel like I'm, I'm the kind of person that just I like to know. I like to be in the know on, in the know of things. And I feel like right now we don't really know what what this virus really does to us, like in yeah. full effect. You know, like if people who have had it, how how does it affect you long term and things like that? And, you know, these are kind of like like I'm a school for journalism. So I kind of have like that journalistic like instinct, like I need to get to the bottom of this. Like I don't yeah. like not knowing. So it's kind of, you know, like I, I, that, that kind of, that definitely, you know, bothers me. And um, another thing, let me see, I'm trying to think another fear right now. Um, another fear right now would be just not being to protect my family, you know, not, 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 not fully being able to protect my family, especially my son, because I know that mm-hmm. eventually he's going to, he's going to have to go back out into school and things like that. And so that's that's a scary thought because that's out of my control. And I don't like I don't like not being in control of things. <laughs> yeah, that's scary. It's definitely scary. Yeah. Kids, uh, you know, just if they're going to go back to school and, you know, are all the kids going to have to be tested? It is. Exactly. It's, it's very, very uncertain times. And um, yeah. I do feel like we're all trying to figure it out. Um, yeah. Just trying to press our way in a, in a time of darkness. Cause it's, it's really a time of darkness. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, outside of music, what are some of the things that you like to do with your free time? Um, so like I said, I'm in school for journalism. So um, I've recently picked up a hobby for documentary filmmaking, which is like, I don't know, it's kind of become like a new love of mine, like filming and editing. I never thought that I could do that before, but being in school and I, I, I've taken like some media classes and like how to use Adobe and, mm-hmm. and all these things and how to learn angles and audio and lighting. And that's so fascinating to me. And I, I just, I love talking to people and, and, and just having conversations with people. So I feel like the art of documentary filmmaking is kind of like, that could be like a cool side hobby for me. Yeah, there's so much that goes into just putting something together. Exactly. Yeah, sure. We don't see, we just see the finished product. Yeah. So maybe yeah. one day you're going to be uh, directing your own music videos. Oh, you know what? That's not that's not very far-fetched. I definitely want to do that. So Good thank stuff. you. <laughs> thank you. So Serena, um... What is one book that you can recommend to our listeners and why would you recommend that book? Oh my God, this is, this is like such a easy question for me because <laughs> I love The Alchemist and I know a lot of people love that book yeah. and it's not, it's, it might, it might be like a, some people might, might call it a high school book. Like I have a friend say, oh, that's a high school book, but you our- know, is a reason why so many great people love that book. Will Smith, you know, like just somebody off the top of my head that that always talks about that book. Um, Jay-Z, he just mentioned Santiago in one of his songs. I don't know what song. But that book, I feel like The Alchemist is just, is 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 that story's been retold so many times in, in almost every movie that we see. But it, I feel like if you really understand that book, it, it kind of changes your life. You know, because it's kind of you start to see just how things are connected and you start to realize your power. And um, 
yeah like i feel like like that book it, it can easily be it can easily be confused for like a fiction book because it's kind of it's kind of like a fiction story but is 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 a is a whole metaphor it's really deep yeah we yeah, get it definitely. <laughs> oh yeah yeah no yeah no yeah, matter of fact it was will smith's interview that caused me to actually get it i i listened oh, to yeah. the book but i need to get the hard copy to go back through it because i forgot a lot of it but it, it was, yeah it was i feel like you have to have a certain level of maturity to read it because my sister she read it in when she was like in 10th grade or something and it just went right over her head but she read it again when she was like 25 and she loved it so yeah you have to you have to read it with with a certain mindset I what totally what did you get from it? Like, what are some of your fate or what was your biggest takeaway? Because, you know, we all can read that one book and get many different perspectives from it. Um, mm -hmm. but what was like one of your takeaways that you apply in your everyday life? Um, well, one of the there's many lessons in the book that I love. But the biggest takeaway that I that I learned from it was that you don't know your own power until you're put to the test. So, mm -hmm. so like, you know, like when I feel like we always say we can do something, we can do it, we can do it. But then like when it comes, when it really comes down to it, you don't even know how you're doing it. You just do it. And then after you really like, oh my God, I just did that. Like what? You know, so it's kind of like, that's kind of how he, cre you know, when he created Win at the end, he thought he couldn't do it. But then when he was really put to the test, he did it because he had to believe that he, that he, that he could do it, you know, like really, really believe. And yeah, you never know how strong you are until that's your last option. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just that belief system, like you could do anything that you really believe that you could do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it was so crazy that um, that day of God Bless America that I that I got to sing at the stadium that day. I actually I, I, that wasn't even planned. I went. There. I kind of felt that. I yeah. Kind of felt that from the YouTube video that. It was <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It was crazy. It was crazy because I was there to see my my friends, um, Josh and Angelica Bias. They have a band and they were performing um, that day. So they were at the battery, and I went there to see them. And um, I was. I remember looking around. I was looking around. I I, I remember that moment. And I was like, I want to sing here one day. I literally said that. And wow. and and then like when I was, it was like a movie, like no lie. I was about to leave because I had something to go to. I was volunteering at a concert at school. And then the engineer, he's like, Serena. I hear like somebody like Serena, like calling my name. And I'm like, well, nobody, I'm like, who knows me over here? And so right. I turn around and he was like, hey, um, hey, uh, do, uh, do you have somewhere to go and stuff? And I was like, um, no, no. So then he's like, he told me that, that the singer, the singer um, had to cancel and stuff. So if I wanted to sing. And then I was like, no way. I'm like, no, this is, this can't be. I thought I was being, like being like pranked. I thought I was being pranked. It was so crazy because oh, I was wow. literally just thinking that I want to sing here. I, I was, I was, I was thinking the national anthem. I don't know why, but I was like, I want to sing the national anthem here one day. And then like, not even like 10 minutes later, this guy comes up to me asking me if I want to sing God bless America during the seventh inning. And that game, it was, it was a packed game because they were playing the Phillies and you know, they were, that was a big game. It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. And then they aired it on TV it was yeah the was energy crazy. Was crazy it was, it was very I could feel the energy just from you singing and I could just tell you just put everything into it I just yeah felt all of that. yeah that was that was like my my Santiago moment 
because I I, right. I was I had I had such stage fright like before that I didn't even sing in front of people because I was so scared to sing in front of people oh my god like even even just I shake just to sing like just to even talk to a big crowd of people sometimes like I have I have stage fright and I had to overcome that for 40,000 people that was crazy that was that was my moment that was my Santiago moment for sure We talk a lot on this show about synchronicities, and that is a perfect example of what a synchronicity is. Exactly. Also talk about how the universe really doesn't give you what you want. It responds to what you're feeling. Oh, yeah, for sure. I say they want things, but deep down inside, they're not really feeling it or emoting it, right? Mm -hmm. Energy and emotion. You're sending that energy out. And somebody walks up to you. I love it because that's exactly what we talk about. Yeah. On the show. It's so that's- crazy. It gives me chills talking about it because it, it happened. Like people wouldn't believe it. Like stuff like that only happens in movies. Like yeah, yeah. It, it's real. You tapped into your power. Exactly, and it, it's crazy. Like sometimes, like it's kind of you're kind of afraid of your own power. Sometimes you know exactly. You know? So then, when you realize that you have that much power, it's like oh my god, it's electrifying. Yeah. dare to be amazing stay in that energy exactly exactly thank you guys so today at the time of this podcast what would you say is the biggest matter of your heart and it could be whatever you want it to be it don't have to be music related it could just be whatever is the biggest passion the biggest matter right now mm, the biggest matter right now um I guess the biggest thing weighing on my heart right now would be not seeing my mom even though we're in the same city, she's kind of, she's not even too far away from me. She's in Mapleton and I'm, I'm in Buckhead, but she's, you know, it feels like we're so far away. And that's kind of like weighing on me a little bit because um, I had my birthday in March and I had Mother's Day and I didn't see her. And it's kind of like so weird. It, it was so weird. So it, it that, you know, it's still weighing on me a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. Are you are you guys practicing social distancing? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because um, you know, I have my my twelve year old here, so um, at my mom's house, there's a I have cousins who are working all the time and they're going and out the house. So I'm really just trying to. If it was just me, I would probably be a little bit more lenient. But since I have my my son, whose name is Angel, I have Angel over here. Is it, you know the stakes are definitely up times a million. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. So, Serena, we want to hear you sing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's us. Yes, and all of our listeners. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Um. Well, I don't know. We were Since we were talking about Selena earlier, and she's, like, kind of, like, my favorite singer of all time. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can do Selena. <laughs> I'll sing a little bit of Selena. Sorry, I'm a little shaky because um, you guys kind of got me a little emotional during my interview. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Um, Yo sé que tienes un nuevo amor, sin embargo te deseo lo mejor. Si en mí no encontraste felicidad, tal vez alguien más te la dará como la flor con tanto amor. Me diste tú, se marchito, me marcho y yo sé perder, pero...
ay, cómo me duele. Great beautiful. job. Beautiful voice. Yes, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> That proves that music is universal because it does not matter what language you speak or listen in. <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was a great, this was a beautiful interview. Thank you guys. Yeah, very beautiful. Was there anything else you want to share uh, with our listeners? Anything else out there you just want everybody to know about yourself? Um, well, really just, I guess, just follow me on my social media. Um, my social media is at, is, um, at is Serena Grace underscore. Um, Can you spell for the listening audience? Um, Serena is S-I-R-E-N-A Grace, G-R-A-C-E underscore. And that's on Twitter and Facebook. It's the same thing at Serena Grace. Yep. And um, is or do you have any of your music out now for anyone to buy or purchase? And how can they get that? Do they just need to contact you or? Um, well, right now I have I have some singles out, but they're not they're features. So definitely okay. they're out on Apple Music. I have one is called Simple with G.H. Poncho. And that came out um, last year in 2019. And I have another one called Broken Wings. And uh, yes, and you guys can find those on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. Awesome. Good stuff. Thank you. Serena, it's been a pleasure. And when you blow up, don't forget us little <laughs> people. We want to interview you. Oh my God. You, exactly. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. So, yeah, this has been another episode of Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. We just finished speaking with Serena Grace, um, beautiful, beautiful singer and songwriter. Check her music out. Follow her on Instagram. Serena, we thank you. We appreciate you. Um, keep spreading um, just your beautiful messages through your beautiful voice. Um, and like you say, keep the activism up. Um, for minorities, people that look like you, <laughs> and um, keep inspiring a lot of other women that's coming up behind you. Thank you so much. Thank you. You too. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Thanks. Take All right. Take care. Bye bye.